AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Are you ready to move your career forward? Make your comeback with Purdue Global and get college credit for your work, school, life, or military experiences. With these credits, you may have already completed up to 75% of your undergraduate degree. You've worked hard to get where you are. It's time to get the recognition you deserve and earn a degree you'll be proud of. One that employers will trust and respect. When you take the next step in your life and career, make it count with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. Ready to celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's and iHeart present Women Take the Mic, sharing empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&M's and spread some positivity. From breaking glass ceilings to dominating in sports and entertainment, women truly are unstoppable. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stuff I Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another edition of Sminty Fiction, our ongoing monthly continuing? That's the same word as ongoing. Fiction portion of Terminus. The depopulation event. Something that I wrote when I was uh, the first time I did NaNoWriMo in 2010. Haven't really edited it. Just want to share it and talk about it with all of you. Christina, our super producer, makes this amazing. Adds in effects. If that's not your thing, if this whole thing is not your thing, I totally understand, especially right now, because it is intense. (laughs) Um, Which, speaking of, that brings us to our content warning. We have some child endangerment in this chapter. A lot of discussion around infertility, wanting to have a kid, but not being able to have a kid, violence, kind of just ominous threats of violence, I would say, Um, (laughs) insults around motherhood, Um, internalized ableism, um, and shame and fear around pregnancy. This is part two of chapter 11, as I said, so go check out that part if you haven't already. Probably check out the whole thing if you haven't already, but especially, you know, that you're going to be very confused. (laughs) So to help with any confusion, because this is just a monthly thing that we do, here's a quick recap. So sometime in the future, humanity is almost on the verge of extinction because of a sex-based disease that makes it very, very difficult to have a child. There is a new government that rose up and has taken control called the state, and they control alongside a religious group named ARM, and they have taken all control over the things around conception. So there are conception centers you have to go to, all kinds of things. If a child is born, they control where it goes. Our main character, Tilda, has escaped with her her baby when he was only one years old, and they've been on the run for seven years. She is a priority number one case, but doesn't know why. And that means she's being tracked by government enforcers. 
The winter is coming, as they say. The elements are against them. They have had several run-ins with enforcers. Uh, There have been injuries. There have been allies, including a woman named Lynn, who helped Tilda heal after she was shot by an enforcer. And also told her that there was rumors of a resistance in Kansas City and that they might have a cure. However, when Tilda and Madison found this resistance, they are not what she thought they were. They don't have a cure, but they do believe that there has been a vaccine that the state has created but won't share with people. So now the resistance wants Tilda uh, to come with them with Madison as some kind of leverage since they are priority number one cases as they go to try to get this vaccine. And they were just generally largely antagonistic against her. Uh, Madison loves it there because he met other children and got to play games, but she's having like panic around being separated from him and about what to do, what to do next. So that is where we are. All right, let us get into the second part of chapter 11. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. 
Behind her, someone called Tilda's name, but she ignored them. As she ignored the looks of vilification and deification directed at her, Tilda didn't understand either the hatred or the admiration or the judgment. She only understood that she had once again made a mistake and that she needed to get to Madison. She ran into someone hard. Hands grabbed her upper arms and she shoved the person away, jogging further down the hall, almost frantic. Turning down the corridor, she dashed into the playroom, stopping short at the sight of Madison happily playing a board game with the other three children. A man sat on the floor next to them, engaging them in conversation, making them giggle. Tilda, Zuleika shouted from around the corner, and Madison's head shot up at the sound of her name. Tilda, he exclaimed gleefully, leaping to his feet and bounding over to her, giving her an enthusiastic hug. Tilda returned it automatically, carting her hands through his hair. We're playing a game and Sophia keeps cheating, he announced cheerfully. Scandalized, Sophia denied, I am not cheating. Madison flashed her a dazzling smile and tugged at Tilda's arms, his way of communicating to her that he wanted her to carry him. Tilda obliged, swinging him off his feet and into her arms as Zuleika came up behind them. Can I go to school? Madison asked excitedly. I want to go to class with Sophia and Casey and Phoenix. Tilda couldn't help sliding her eyes over to Zuleika, who watched her with a wide, worried gaze. She spared Tilda from answering. How could she? She was so tossed around and lost. If you don't mind, Amelia would like to check the both of you out. Make sure everything's all right, you're not deficient in any vitamins or minerals, any underlying conditions, things like that. I might even be able to score you more milk. She winked at Madison. His eyes lit up at that, and Tilda acquiesced, falling behind Zuleika, more to avoid Madison's face shining with happiness and his questions because she didn't know what else to do. She was tired of making decisions, of being wrong, of too little, too late. She'd been making the calls since escaping with Madison years ago, and she wasn't sure a single one of them had been the right one. Zuleika sat them on the nearest bed in the infirmary. Tilda couldn't help but glance behind her to ensure her pack still slouched against the wall. Amelia appeared, placing a tray of medical supplies on the bedside table. Muttering something about fetching them more food, Zuleika left. Did she apologize on behalf of Taylor yet? Amelia asked brusquely, rummaging through a drawer. Remembering the blonde's caustic remarks, Tilda cleared her throat. No. Well, allow me. Amelia snapped on some latex gloves. You're not allergic to latex, either of you? Tilda shook her head. Amelia nodded approvingly. Scoot down and sit next to your mother, dear. Madison obeyed, eyeing the medical supplies on the tray warily. Taylor, and for that matter, Mark and Adam can be a bit... Tilda supplied several words in her mind, and Amelia smiled, finishing, difficult to get along with. Good at their jobs but not the best with people. She rolled a stool over and sat in front of them. Anyway, I'm sorry. I promise we're not all like that. Tilda nodded numbly. Now, we don't have the best equipment, but we make do. Let me see your hands. She took hold of Tilda's hands and inspected them, pulling out a tube of ointment and rubbing it into the blackened cuts on her palms. That should heal up nicely. Are either of you hurt anywhere else? Tilda looked to Madison, who gazed at her beseechingly. 
your leg? He reminded her. It's fine, she dismissed, but Amelia inquired. What about your leg? She was shot. Madison supplied solemnly until the side. Amelia arched an eyebrow. Shot. Enforcers, Tilda answered. Got hit in the calf, but it's fine now. How long ago was this? Amelia probed. A week, maybe? Pursing her lips, Amelia ordered. Let me see. Resigned, Tilda pulled up her pant leg. The wound had almost completely faded. Someone patched you up. Amelia's question was more of a statement. Yes. Tilda didn't offer anything more, and Amelia dropped it. Not causing you any pain? Another shake of Tilda's head. Well, it should be all right. She replaced the pant leg. Now, what I would like to do is get a blood sample from each of you and run some tests to make sure everything is working like it should be. Frightened at the prospect of a blood sample, though he had no idea what it entailed, it didn't sound good, Madison whined, We're not sick. Amelia smiled indulgently at him. And this will help make sure you stay that way. Though the thought of someone having Madison's blood twisted her stomach in knots, she didn't care about her own. It was dirty anyway. Tilda allowed it, coaxing a whimpering Madison to keep still. Zuleika reappeared, a bag hanging from her arm and a tray in her hands. Brought you clothes, Zuleika informed them, setting the tray down on a table, rolling it over to them, and dropping the bag next to their bed. Now, I couldn't get you any more milk today, but I did get some fresh juice and a piece of chocolate. Madison clapped his hands excitedly. I don't know about you, but I like to save my dessert for last. The child nodded at her, replacing the chocolate back on the tray from where he had it poised in the front of his mouth. Tilda ate mechanically, her mind running in circles. Zuleika and Madison made small talk, but she didn't pick up on any of it. A crackling sound filled the air, and the conversation stopped dead. The speakers whined with interference, flaring to life. And then... Tilda heard a voice she had thought she would never hear again. This is Leona Nohem, mother of Tilda Nohem. Tilda, wherever you are, please come home, baby. All will be forgiven. You, you and your child will be safe. You can stay with us, with me and your father. We'll be, be a family again. Her voice wavered and wobbled as Leona tried to keep tears at bay, her grief transparent. She sounds older, Tilda mused, and then almost laughed aloud hysterically at the ridiculousness of the observation. You can't trust the people you meet out there. You are not safe. They are liars. They want to use Madison. Just come home, please. We love you so much, and we're so, so afraid for you. We've missed you so much. Do you remember the story I told you about how I chose your name? Please, we'll wait for you. The static cut off abruptly. The silence that followed seemed deafening. Tilda could picture her mother, lips twitching in the battle for control, thin shoulders hunched, black hair now streaked with gray. 
She pictured her father hovered in the background, anxious, arms crossed, wiry glasses sitting crooked on his nose. Over the years, Tilda had wondered fleetingly if her parents missed her, if they thought of her at all. After the discovery of her pregnancy, Tilda had been whisked away before she got a chance to explain and hadn't seen her parents since. They hadn't been allowed visitations. Or at least, that's what Tilda told herself. They had never visited, whatever the case. The last memory she had of them was their faces, a mixture of horror, disappointment, and devastation. Her mother screaming as the enforcers took her daughter from her home. Tilda became aware of movement, shouting. But above them all, she heard Madison's soft voice. Was that your mother? Taking a deep breath, Tilda nodded. Mark skidded into the room, having caught sight of Tilda as he jogged by. They know you're here. Was that really your mother's voice? Tilda confirmed it a second time. We need to leave. Now. He bit out. Zulika stood. No, we're not ready. Ground team is back. The longer we stay here with them, he pointed to Madison and Tilda, the more time they have to find us. It's them they want. We leave now and he left without giving Zuleika a chance to argue further. She stared at the spot where he had been, gawking, before visibly collecting herself. Come on, put on your new clothes. She pulled the curtain in front of the bed, giving them some privacy. When neither Tilda nor Madison moved, Zuleika urged them to hurry. Clumsily, Tilda exchanged her old, ratty clothes for some dark layers, better fitting. The same was true for Madison. After she finished lacing up her boots, she helped Madison with the rest of his clothes. Checking that they were done, Zuleika snapped back the curtain, glancing distractedly into the hallway. Tilda combed her fingers through messy blonde hair and scooped Madison into her arms. What's happening? Madison asked in a tiny voice. Tilda shifted him onto her hip, determined not to be separated from him at any cost. I think we're going on a little trip. Zuleika darted from the room, speaking hurriedly to someone outside. Tilda slung her pack over her shoulder, fevered thoughts of escape racing through her mind, even as she knew them to be futile. For some reason, memories of her father trying to explain immovable objects and unstoppable forces kept floating to the surface, a bright orange buoy in a sea of dull, ashen panic. Adam strode into the room. Come on, let's go. He gripped Tilda's upper arm and pulled her into the hallway, leading her back into the open space at the entrance. But we just got here, Madison complained, and Tilda almost chuckled. I know. She had to sidestep to avoid being knocked off her feet as people rushed by her. She thought of reminding Adam that Madison was a child, that he shouldn't go near any type of battle, that he wasn't the bargaining chip she feared they wanted to use him as, but something told her it would fall on deaf ears. The novelty of Madison, of his innocence, his newness to this world, paled in comparison to the unyielding hope hardened adults held for a shiny new one. What was it to them if Tilda never saw Madison again, if it meant an opportunity for a second chance? Selfish though it may be, Tilda did not intend to let that happen. Adam tugged her into a big cargo-like area, a dimly lit monochrome space buzzing with activity. There were three large transport vehicles with long cabs, sleek and black, 
People piled into them, faces set. Adam sidled up to Mark's side, and they started conversing hurriedly, walking towards the closest truck. How did it go again? Tilda wondered as she hoisted her and Madison up into the vehicle, people on either side of her, sliding onto one of the two benches against opposing walls. What happens when an unstoppable force meets an immovable object? There was yelling, and the truck vibrated behind her back. Madison clung tighter to her neck. The engine didn't rumble as Tilda expected, but ran silently. With a jerk, they started moving, easing up an incline. Looks like your mother is working with the state, Adam's voice issued from her left. Tilda didn't realize she denied his claim aloud until Mark pressed her from the other side. What makes you so sure? I... What she said about my name. It was a message. The enforcers were there. Or somebody was. Somebody was making her say that. What message? Zuleika asked from in front of her, curious. Doesn't matter, Tilda said expressionlessly. You think they know about the resistance? Where it is and that I, I was there? We don't know. Mark glared at Taylor when she snorted. But we aren't taking the chance. We needed to move anyway. What happens? When we get there, Tilda stroked Madison's hair absently, doing her best not to fathom what the future may hold. We get the vaccine, Mark told her, blank. Knowing pushing would get her nowhere and that most likely she would not like the answer she got, she did not ask him for more details. Light streamed in through the windows, a dusky light on the cusp of dark. The truck emerged from a tunnel and onto a lower surface street, cold air leaking in wherever it could. Tilda settled in her seat, preparing for a long stint. I didn't get to say goodbye, Madison whispered tearfully in her ear, and she rubbed his back comfortingly. Maybe you'll see them again, she murmured. She could sense he wanted to say more, but his shyness prevented him from doing so in front of so many strangers. The conversation around her shifted from roots to tactics to theories and speculation about what a vaccine would mean. Tilda mostly tuned them out, and with the light, their voices faded away, an atmosphere of grim anticipation, nerves and blood waiting, buzzing with the upcoming battle. Moonlight bathed the back of the elongated truck in silver light. Tilda wasn't a good judge and had no landscape to go by, but she suspected they were traveling pretty quickly. In her arms, Madison breathed easily, asleep. Having him in her grasp gave her a feeling of security, grounded her. She dozed. When Tilda was young, she used to ask her mother about the day she was born. Her mother dismissed her inquisitiveness with a comment about how she was too young or something similar. But Tilda kept asking. After a hard day at school, Tilda came home crying. Her sobs would not be abated, apparently endless in her grief. Today, she had learned about pregnancy and all the horror and shame and guilt with which it was synonymous. She felt guilty. Guilty for being born, guilty for continuing to be alive, for not appreciating everything her father, her mother, had been through just for her to be born, and so ashamed, ashamed of being someone who could get pregnant when she didn't understand the power and awesome responsibility, ashamed at the possibility of becoming pregnant and not becoming pregnant and terrified of either outcome. 
Her mother had found her, curled up on her bed, consumed with tears. She sat on the edge of the bed, and Tilda hid from her, from her gentle face pocked and cratered with sores. A hand caressed Tilda's hair, and she swallowed back her grief, determined not to be a burden ever again. Do you know why I named you Tilda? The soft question from her mother caught Tilda by surprise, and she stilled, her grief lulled as curiosity breached it. She shook her head into the bedspread. Her mother scooted closer. When I first found out I was pregnant, I was so happy. Ecstatic, really. Leona's voice carried the weight of memories. Tilda perked her ears. Immediately, your father and I filled out all the forms petitioning for parenthood. But we had stiff competition. Here, there was a pause and Tilda turned, flipping to her other side so she could look into her mother's eyes. I couldn't bear the thought of not having you after nine months of carrying you inside me. After years of worrying, I'd never have a child. The thought of not having you, of not watching you grow? She trailed off far away. I fought harder than I've ever fought in my life. Tilda blinked up at her, tears dripping into her hair. Her mom smiled tenderly at her and rubbed her arm comfortingly. You gave me strength, strength I never knew I had. You gave me courage. You made me whole. The best of what I could be. When I was in labor, there were health complications. It was taking too long. The doctors were afraid that by the time they got you out, you'd be dead. But I fought. I thought of how beautiful you'd be, how wonderful it would be to hold you in my arms, to look down on you and share my life with you. And I fought. Leona stroked her daughter's hair, studying every bit of Tilda's face and committing it to memory. You were born. A healthy little girl. And the Board of Responsible Parenting granted me and your dad guardianship of you because they saw how hard I fought for you. How my own health was inconsequential to your own. How much your father and I loved you. Tilda stared at her mother, awed and small in the shadow of her love. Leona reached down and wiped a tear away with a callous thumb. When the time came for a name, I wanted something that would remind me of how hard I fought for you. She paused, brushing an errant strand of hair out of Tilda's eyes. Do you know what Tilda means? Tilda shook her head, grief engulfed by the sheer magnitude of her mother's tender adoration of her. I learned it from a fairy tale. Its root is the German word, Hild. Leona leaned down and placed a kiss on her temple, whispering in her ear. It means battle. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. 
the all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. And of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&M's, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world from smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports on stages and at the box office. Women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to women take the mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. This episode is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. At Navy Federal, it's been the mission to help the military community for over 90 years. And not just help them, but do everything to make sure they not only grow, but flourish. That's why Navy Federal Credit Union has all kinds of great savings and investment options, like share certificates with sky-high rates. So don't hesitate. Start growing your finances today with a variety of savings and investment options. Navy Federal Credit Union. Our members are the mission. Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value. And that brings us to the end of part two of chapter 11. We hope that you enjoyed it. I was very excited about this two-part chapter. So it is a, it's a turning point. A lot, a lot happened. A lot was discovered. A lot of plot and then at the end, you get to really see me lean into my love of the meaning of names. Mm-hmm. The whole interlude of why Tilda was named Tilda. There are a couple of interludes throughout the story that I just really had fun to do. And they're sort of snippets of the past. Um, so I hope that you enjoy that as well. And I'm not the only one. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're getting into some action now. So be sure to check in back next month for, for what happens when they, for when they make it to this lab. Uh, in the meantime, let us know your thoughts, your theories. <laughs> you can email us at stephpediamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff I Never Told You. <laughs> you can also find us on Public, And we have a book that you can pre-order uh, at stuffyoushouldreadbooks.com, either as an audiobook or a physical book. Thanks, as always, to our super producer, Christina, our executive producer, Maya, and our contributor, Joey. Thank you. And thanks to you for listening. Stuff I Never Told You is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, you can check out the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Infinity Presents, a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. 
The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today.